Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Take your heart pills and, and buckle up. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Major trade that just happened in this draft. Major. Uh, is A.J. Brown on the, on, the, on the trade block? As long as I'm the coach here, I would, I would want to have A.J. Brown on my football team. The Rich Eisen Show. He's still coaching Tennessee Titans. And A.J. Brown is on the Philadelphia Eagles. Take your heart pills and, and buckle up. Today's guests, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah, Eagles general manager Howie Roseman, Arizona Cardinals general manager Steve Kime, and now it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? I've spent a week in Las Vegas. How are you? My name's Rich Eisen. I'm back here. I still have my shirt on. Good to see everybody here on NBC Sports on Peacock. If you're listening to us on NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 85, or this Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network program, or you're listening to us on Odyssey, or you're listening to us on demand on our uh, Cumulus Podcast Network distributed podcast, we say hello to all of you. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for anything that you may miss over the next three hours of this program. We have not one, not two, but three general managers in the National Football League, fresh off of their draft. Same thing with Ian Rappaport, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, to spin everything forward, as we say in the business. Good to see you, Christopher Brockman. Hey, How are you? Great to see you, man. What's happening? I am well. My uh, my DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. Oh, the pick is in. Good to see you, sir. How are you? Oh, I've heard that. I've heard that noise. Good to see you. Light the candle, TJ Jefferson. Light the candle. It's lit. You know, Rich, I did predict Malik Willis to the Titans. And uh, did you bring us any T-shirts or anything? Well, why would I bring you? T- T-shirts back because you went to Vegas and you're like my children. Every single time I come back from a trip, what'd you bring me? Exactly. Yes. Uh, You know what? I'll tell. I'll tell you. Almost like children, you pay us allowance every two weeks, and you Uh, you know know what? I I got you something from the Nunya store. That's where I got it. Wow, that hurts. That that wrong? Is that wrong to say that to my own children too? Yes. To the Nunya store. (laughs) So you'll get nothing like it. uh, Look, here's the deal: you don't win anything in April. You know, the only th- actually the only thing you win in April well, is the NCAA tournament and the Masters, right? That's the, that's the only thing you win. I mean, Rex Ryan has a few April trophies. Okay, in WrestleMania. Okay, April. okay. I don't recall the last Rex Ryan trophy in 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 April. I don't remember that because wasn't it the podiatrist I convention? Do, or, dude, or, I do not. Oh, I, I do not remember anything <laughs> like that because the whole thing with draft wow. grades and. You know, hey, what'd you think of this draft? Is we have no yeah. earthly idea, none. Yep. Full Blutarski, zero point zero. We have no idea at all 
how it's all going to play out. We're all taking our best guess. That's why we don't have draft grades on NFL Network's coverage. I mean, we, 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 when we started covering the NFL draft, we took our cues from Mike Mayock. Mike, as we know, went to Vegas. And then Daniel Jeremiah, who had been on the set now, he's just celebrated 10 years covering the draft on the NFL Network uh, draft coverage. We've taken our cues from him. And both of those guys are cut from the same cloth. We're not holy Roman emperor, emperoring these picks. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Boo, throw them to the Lions figuratively or literally, you know, if you're drafted by the Lions. Or, you know, hey, great, put him in the Hall of Fame. We have no idea. We can only make our best guesses based on what we've seen and what the teams needed and how the teams grabbed the player and when. Certainly, if we think the world of the player, if the player is rated high but by all metrics, rated highly, I guess I should say, by all metrics, so, that's my setup for this. Jets had a great draft. Holy crap, did they have a great draft. Oh, my God, they had a great draft. It was a, oh, my God. Oh, my God, the Jets had a great draft. I mean, there, there were teams that had terrific drafts, plural, because they got players that fit their needs. They got players that fit their needs at a certain uh, round at a certain time, they made a trade to go get that player. They may have traded in front of another team to get the player. And the poor Baltimore Ravens, they got traded in front. They, they had a team trade in front of them four different times during the draft. Four. Because everybody figured, you know, <laughs> they've got a certain type, which is a phrase I heard a lot in Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, is that they, 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 they like those Alabama players. Yep. And the Texans traded in front of them twice. For Alabama players. Because they know, hey, if we want an Alabama player, we better get in front of the Ravens to do it. But the Jets, man, and and the Jets, oh my God. (laughs) I don't even know how to say it. And I know it's my job to actually put it into words. For them to go get my guy. My guy. They got my guy. They got my guy. I've been, I'm pleased and proud to say I pounded the table, this table, for Sauce Gardner before anybody else did. You truly did. I spoke this this sauce to New York into existence in my mind. Clearly, Joe Douglas had his own uh, homework. I don't think and so. so did, and so did you. Okay. <laughs> he just listened to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the neat thing is we're, we're about to be able to ask him. Um, and, and I know Coach Sala... If you saw the video of him calling up Sauce Gardner or getting on the phone with Sauce Gardner and just screaming Ooh. the word "sauce" into the into the phone, so okay, funny. yeah, you know, like uh, like Kirk screaming the name Khan into his <laughs> recorder. That's great. Sauce. That's great. It's what the Jets need. They need the back end of the defense to be locked down when you've got everybody. Coming at you from Diggs to Tyreek Hill to Devontae Parker to, if you, heaven forbid, get out of the division. Everybody in Kansas City, everybody in Los Angeles and Denver and name it. Raiders now have Devontae Adams. You want to get past the Raiders? The Jets always have problems with the Raiders whenever they face them in the playoffs too. Guess what? You got a kid who says, not only can I do it, I want it. That's a culture changer. 
He's long. He's six foot three, and his wingspan is even longer. Hasn't given up a touchdown since high school. Check that box. And then what do you need? What do you need for your quarterback? You need to protect him. And they already did that last year with Elijah Vera Tucker. Makai Becton is hurt. Hopefully he's coming back. What do you need to do? Get him a weapon. You already did that last year a little bit with Elijah Moore. And you're sitting there at 10 because you traded Jamal Adams. And part of that trade from last year was you got Elijah Vera Tucker for the offensive line to solidify that left side. Garrett Wilson. Go get the kid from Ohio State. Go get the kid who may be the best receiver in the draft. Done. And at that point in time, at that point in time, I know I'll speak for every Jet fan, like, okay, great. That's good enough. We're good. <laughs> that, we're good because the Jets screw the draft up. All the time. <laughs> Remember sitting there in a college at the University of Michigan watched Jeff Lagerman getting drafted. I remember seeing how Warren Sapp got passed over for Kyle Brady. Jets took the wrong Brady. He was good at Penn State, though, Rich. Really was. Yeah, tight end Kyle Brady instead of Warren Sapp. Sounds great. You know what? <laughs> Johnny Lamb Jones. Vernon Golston. Oh, you, you want to talk Penn State? You want to talk Blair Thomas? <laughs> oh, come oh, on. That's about Holy crap. I heard a lot. Come on. That's what we're used to. We're not used to general managers trading away culture changes like Jamal Adams and turning him into Elijah Vera Tucker and Garrett Wilson. We're not used to that. We're definitely not used to the general manager going ahead and trading Sam Darnold away and getting some picks, which we'll get to in a second, because we can't even get to their second-round pick because he traded back into the first round because, for some reason, Jermaine Johnson kept dropping. (laughs) Wow. Every commercial break, I'm turning to Daniel Jeremiah. I'm like, what's up with this? I thought he was your like your number three guy on the draft board. I thought he was your number three guy, certainly at the position, defensive lineman. When Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson, why is this guy dropping in his banana suit? What's going on? Suddenly the Jets trade back in the first round. And I'm like, is this for the pass rusher? Because that's what they need too. And I know Carl Lawson's coming back and Vinnie Curry resigns, but who the heck knows? Never had too many pass rushes. Yeah, right? Nope. They traded to go do that. And you know what they did? They traded a second-round selection for him. You know what? Worth it. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Because they had another one from the Sam Donald trade last year. FM picks. And they went ahead and used that on Brees Hall as the best running back in the draft. And after the first round where I'm seeing Sauce... Garrett Wilson and Jermaine Johnson, and I'm sitting there on a Saturday, (laughs) and I'm looking back, and I'm remembering Joel Klatt sitting there on a Friday night talking about Brees Hall has Jonathan Taylor-like ability. He looks at Brees Hall and says he's Jonathan Taylor. He's got that sort of build and sort of running style, and he catches the ball better than Jonathan Taylor. I hear that. I'm like, say what? <laughs> who, drafted who drafted him? The Jets did that. The Jets did that with a second round selection they got from the Say Carolina what? Panthers in the Sam Donald trade. Say what? Say what? All my Ohio State friends lighten me up when they took Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end, in the third round, saying he may be the best tight end in the draft. You you certainly didn't hear from him because of Wilson and Olave, and there were all those other weapons. And he's from Long Island. You see his dad go nuts spelling yep. out Jets in the, in the, in, in the uh, that was fun 
<laughs> in a living room of the Ruckert household out on Long Island? <laughs> I understand. There's no rings given out in April. There will not be a banner. But, but I, I, I can't remember the last time the Jets were, what's the word for it, competent at this. Overly competent at this. Getting it done right. Using their picks appropriately. Using their opportunity. Working the board. Leonard Williams, poof. Jamal Adams, poof. Sam Darnold, poof. Adam Gase, poof. Coming back in with people that look like real-time football players. <laughs> and the best thing about it is I'm getting texts from all of my New England friends from that mass hall across the aisle and everybody else in New England saying, what's happening? We're not used to this. It's a bizarre world. We're not used to the Jets getting this right. You're getting Chattanooga guys you got to Google, and we're getting guys who are big-time Saturday players. Yeah. Collecting them like they're trading cards. With all due respect to Cole Strange. Dude, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. But this is awesome. You had a great draft. This is great because it looks like they got the coach who knows what to do with it. Of course, it's all going to be about the quarterback and see if they got that right, number two overall last year. That's it. That's what it's all going to be about when it all comes down to it and the health. But in a locker room, Sauce plus Wilson plus Johnson plus Hall plus Ruckert, let's go. That's a W. That's an that's an ache. I'm seeing those. I know I said don't don't pay attention to those draft grades. But the A is better than the F. And then uh, Garrett and uh, Jeremy. The O-H, <laughs> out. It's a J. It's an E. It's a T. It's an S. Okay? We're spelling stuff now. We don't understand the O and the H in New York. Oh, baby. Hey, man, I'm happy for you. No, you're not. <laughs> it's great to get these W's no, in April. Not. But I'm up for here. No, I'm up here hearing from everybody what you think of your draft, who you thought nailed it, who you thought didn't. And what I'd love to do is get real deal, bona fide deal makers and draft pickers on the phone line a day after the draft, and we've got three of them. Howie Roseman, maybe uh one of the best drafts the Eagles have had. I mean, you want to talk about how great the Georgia Bulldogs were last year. And what you want to do is you want to get some of the best of the best. How many times, ask any Georgia Bulldog fan what it was like to watch N'Kobe Dean patrol the second level of the defense behind Jordan Davis. And now the Eagles are bringing that to Philadelphia with A.J. Brown on top of it. That's what you call a big-time weekend. Howie Roseman's our guest in Hour 3. Steve Kime pulled off the first big trade of the draft. He acquired Hollywood Brown. And, um, and of course, we all know, I will have once again this piece of stationery <laughs> on my desk that has been here on my desk ever since Kyler Murray's agent sent it out the week of uh, the combine. He's still a Cardinal. No shock. Debo's still a 49er. No shock to me at all. We'll discuss that on the program. Steve Kime, top of hour number two. Ian Rappaport, 
as Baker Mayfield, still a Brown. I got to be honest with you, that surprises me. That surprises me. And he's going to be a Brown for quite some time, and I don't know what the Browns are thinking. I want to hit on that. Because, again, what you do in the draft is you go through the draft. If you didn't get somebody that you want at the position that you you need, you go ahead and get the free agent who's right there. Saints don't draft a safety. Look who they're signing today. Tyron Matthew. Where's Baker Mayfield? Home, on the couch, with a dog looking for a belly scratch. Crazy. But first up, man in the hour. <laughs> General manager of the New York Jets. Been trying to get this man on the program? He said yes. His name's Joe Douglas. Hey. This is going to be great. This is just going to be fantastic. It'll be fun. Don't worry. I'll talk <laughs> about 31 other teams on this program. Will it's you? okay. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will. Richie hasn't been this happy since the Jets drafted Browning Nagel back in like. <laughs> Again! <laughs> Browning Nagel. Don't draft Favre! Oh, Favre got drafted in front of Browning Nagel, but I think you get the point. I see what you're saying. <laughs> no, don't draft Marino. Draft Ken O'Brien. Draft that guy. Okay, I'm scarred emotionally, and uh, soon those scars are healing. They're healing right now. Draymond got ejected. That was stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, Robinson Cano, DFA, Robinson Cano, mm-hmm. don't you know? But the New York Metropolitan, you know what? They don't need him. Who? They don't want him. They don't need him. Even better. Even better. Even better. Giants had a good draft. Jets had a terrific draft. Yankees and Mets have the best records in their respective leagues. This is a great day. I love baseball. April's great. Now it's May. It's been fantastic. I had a terrible April. You sure did, buddy. (laughs) You sure did. Oh, no. The Celtics 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 crushed. That was April. They just ran into Giannis, and that might be a problem for every team that faces runs into Giannis. He's a GAM, man. 844-204-RICH. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Oh, Run Rich Run had a great weekend as well. I want to talk about my run that got revealed this weekend. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Fresh back from Vegas. Joe Douglas, the general manager of the New York Jets, when we come back. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences 
each day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. (sighs) Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line (laughs) is the mayor of New York. No, well, he's not. He can run for it now. That's for darn sure. He's the general manager of the New York Jets, who I've been uh, eager to have on this program and thrilled that that day has finally arrived the day after the draft in Las Vegas. He is the general manager of the Jets, Joe Douglas. How are you, Joe? Rich, how you doing, man? Long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) (laughs) Joe from Florham Park, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Joe D. from Florham Park. <laughs> oh my gosh, Joe! Um, I love Sauce Gardner. I've, I, he, uh, when I saw him at the combine, uh, just for a minute, just for a minute, there he is in his business suit, you know, uh, showing up because it's, a, it's, a, it's an interview for him. He had his bling, and I think that the, that's the two things about him is that he's all business, but he's, he's, he's also um, somebody who brings some pizzazz, and he's really good. What was your first impression of Sauce? Joe. Just like a suit, like um, he's all. It's like uh, instead of business casual, it's like business swag. Like that's what that's what he's about. Like he's a unbelievable competitor, um, very confident, very authentic, very comfortable in his own skin, um, and then ultra talented on top of it. And uh, you know, he he just from the very first time we got a chance because he was always high in our process. But then when we meet him at the combine, he comes in on the thirty visit. I mean, everyone just falls in love with the person, and then the the tape is very easy to fall in love with. So, how do you use him? What do you What do you got for me on that front? What's the sense about him? What well, I think I think Coach Sala, Coach Albrecht, they're uh, they're they're in heaven right now. I feel like um, I feel like our our secondary is uh, is upgrade in general uh, with adding. Um, ultra competitor and DJ Reed, and then you know Bryce Hall and uh, and, and Eccles just played their hearts out uh, this year and, and and had a lot of good snaps on the uh, on the field for us last year, and so um, feel like we we have really good depth. And um, Sauce is going to come in here; he's going to compete. He's obviously adding to the group, and you know I'm sure uh, Coach Sala and and, uh, and Coach Albrick are going to have some good tricks up their sleeves nope. in terms of how they're going to deploy him. And so uh, when. I mean, how nervous were you when the Texans were on the clock on that front? Extremely nervous, very nervous, um, because uh, you'd heard that uh, that they were on onto a corner, and so it's just at that point you just you know you're crossing your fingers and, and hoping that uh, that your guy's there. And um, when um, when when they made when they turned into selection. It was uh, it was like pandemonium. Do you even do you even call Nick Casario at some point? Did you do anything like that? Did you even knock on anybody's door above you, or you just decided you're we're just going to stay put and let chips fall for the lack yeah, of better I think, Vegas? I think we decided early we were gonna we were gonna let the chips fall. You know, we felt good about our our list of players going in, and we, we felt like we had ten guys that we loved. Um, and so if 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 it fell a certain way, we were we were we were going to be okay with it. Joe Douglas here on the Rich Eisen Show. Walk me through the the Garrett Wilson selection. Uh, what, why and and what you see in him with Garrett Wilson? Yeah, that was another moment in the draft room where we were holding our breath. But with with Garrett, 
you know, for us, when, when we were watching him, it was just the combination um, of things that he does really well for you, uh, just in terms of the route skill. Obviously, the, the production, the route skill, the, um, the, the ball skills, um, the run after catch, the, the ability to, to take teams vertical. Uh, to get behind defenses, he can run run by people as well. So, felt that that uh, he was just the best all around receiver in the draft. And um, there were a few hurdles that we had to go through, uh, get by in the top ten. And um, again, once the uh, once the Seahawks turned turned in the offensive tackle, we were. It was just elation. Well, now I know I'm going to ask you about somebody who's on another team, and I know that that's a dicey situation, but the concept that, that number 10 overall pick you used on Garrett Wilson, was that in any way, shape, or form potentially sent in the direction of San Francisco for Debo at any point in time? Joe? Oh, um, look, there's, there's a few discussions um, with different teams leading up, leading up to the draft. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, we we made the decision that the right path for this organization was going to be to to build this thing through the draft, and um, you know, we were we were fortunate that a player like Garrett Wilson fell to us at ten, um, but couldn't be more excited to add him to that to that room because we feel like we've got some dynamic playmakers. You know, Elijah Moore, um, he was he was really coming on before his injury. Corey Davis, um, another guy that got hurt, but was, he was on pace for a thousand yards. Braxton Berrios, he stepped in in the back half of the season, came on and Pro Bowl punt returner and just fired up to have him back. And so I uh, feel like we have a, a good room. Well, what is the sense, do you think, in the league right now, Joe, of the wide receiver position? And I know that's a, a broad question, but I'm about to, I guess, fine point it here because I've got Howie Roseman on in hour number three. He acquires A.J. Brown, who's in, you know, entering year four, uh, nine-figure contract, uh, at least on paper. Um, Debo, as we know, has been, it seems, is asking for a new deal. We saw Tyreek Hill, who I believe you also were in on. Um, but you now have drafted somebody who, I, if I'm not mistaken, the life of Garrett Wilson's contract might be less than some of the annual salaries that were handed out to young receivers. What's your sense of the receiver position in paying those young guys in the league right now? Joe. Yeah, well, I think you've seen over the last few years. I mean, the receiver position is a premium position. You know, when you when you're talking about uh, that group of players, I mean, it's it's up there now with pass rushers, uh, offensive tackles, corners, quarterbacks. It's 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 getting up there, right? And we saw the market explode um, when you see you know Christian Kirk getting getting the deal he he got, and you know Mike. Well, a lot of a lot of good young players got uh, high contract, got big contracts. So. Um, you know that 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 market's really really taken off. So um, ultimately, for us, um, going through every option, coming through every single option, um, we just made a decision. Hey, let's uh, let's let's keep drafting guys at this position. Um, we've got Elijah. We've got Garrett. Uh, we've got Denzel, who's who's been doing great, uh, coming back in OTAs in phenomenal shape and, and working working his tail off. And let's have let's have some guys that can kind of be on the same parallel trajectory as our young quarterback. Joe Douglas here on the Rich Eisen Show. And then, okay, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm speaking on behalf of all Jets fandom. This would have been enough. I'll be honest. The first two, the first two picks would have been just, okay, that's, that, that's Joe Douglas getting it done. And then Jermaine Johnson keeps falling. He keeps falling. When did you start to get the sense that, okay, this is possible that we could trade back into the first round and get him? 
When did that happen to you? Yeah, I mean, obviously after the Garrett pick, we were all celebrating. Um, <laughs> just felt like these two guys, um, I mean, it was it was an ideal scenario for yeah. us going into the draft to get those two players. Right. And then um, I think we're getting around um, Houston's pick. Um, I think they traded back. And so uh, Robert, he hits me on the shoulder. He's like, Jermaine's falling. Jermaine's, Jermaine's falling. <laughs> and uh, we looked at each other, and he's like, Let's go get them. Yeah, let's do this. And so, um, you know, we're you know, frantically calling teams and trying to jump back in. And I, obviously there's a lot of teams that don't want to go back that far. Um, they want the fifth-year uh, option. Um, so ultimately we worked it out at, at pick 26 with Tennessee and um, couldn't, could not have been more excited. Uh, that, that was probably uh, – because that was just like the cherry on top of, yeah. of Thursday night, you know, because – uh, we had our ideal scenario play out in the top 10, and then this happened. That was a little surreal for us. Because I imagine that you said you'd, there's 10 players that you liked uh, in the top 10. He, he had to be one of them, right? Didn't he? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> he was right there. So when the Titans traded to go uh, get Traylon Burks and send um, A.J. Brown um, to Philly, did that, do you think that helped open the door for the Titans to be more willing to cough up 26? you think joe on that front i I think so i think um having having a player in the boat uh that they they obviously um loved and and were able to get and so i think at that point they might have made them a little bit more comfortable and coming all the way back to 35 amazing why do you think he dropped any sense of that at all joe for that no you know you (laughs) you you catch yourself maybe asking a question like what's going on how's this happening but um we felt so good about about uh, about this person on and off the field, and uh, we, we this was this was the first time since I've been here that we were able to bring in players on pre-draft visits, and so we we couldn't have had a be- better visit with Jermaine, and so we're just sitting there and and we can't believe this is happening, but it's like okay, let's just we're going to get this done. So um, we're just we're just happy we, we got everything worked out. Damn straight. And then uh, I, I, this this sounds like like those Chris Farley interviews on the Saturday Night Live. <laughs> like, and then tell me about when this thing happened. <laughs> it's awesome. it just it's just awesome. This. <laughs> Remember when you took Gary Wilson at ten? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then at Brees Hall. I mean, this kid is so good. And then you traded up. Remember that time you traded up two spots and got Brees Hall? This that was awesome too. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh! And with Michael Carter, that seems to be a very dynamic combination. Um, what, what did you see in Brees Hall? Say, let's go get him top of second round, Joe. What was that like? For you? Yeah, that one was. Um, look again. It's it's really. I wish I could tell you. There's some like magic trick or special sauce it was just us following our board um Brees was our 18th rated player and it was like um this is an opportunity to 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 go get one of the more dynamic uh players in the draft the the best running back in the draft pair him pair him with uh you know some 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 pretty talented running backs in in the room currently and you know feel like now we have one of the more elusive backfield tandems in the league now um with Michael and, and Brees and uh, just just his ability to not only score from any point in the field, um, getting the ball handed to him, but also a dynamic threat in the pass game, um, really natural ball skills, uh, can cut on a dime, can make people miss, and his juice and acceleration to daylight, it's it's as good as 
as any back. Dan, then you get Ruckert on day three. I'm sure. I'm sure you saw the video of his dad, right, in his in their Long Island living room. This is like the Jets coming to go get him. Uh, how good can he be? Because every Ohio State friend of mine, oh, pardon me, every the Ohio State friend of mine says that <laughs> that that he just got overshadowed and didn't get the football as much as his skill set might have uh, you know required or demanded because of everyone else, including your tenth overall selection, who was there. Yeah, Joe. I was a little worried at that point that we may be getting an F grade from you, taking two Ohio State guys. But, um, <laughs> it's okay. They can't get that far down the alphabet, Joe. <laughs> you know, it's so, okay. So um, that, that, was, that was a cool moment because uh, our very first day down at Mobile at the Senior Bowl, I'm staying on the field, and I was talking to Coach Middleton, um, who was the head coach that week, and also our tight end coach. And uh, Jeremy runs up to us, and he's talking, and he looks at me. I was like, "Oh man, I'm, I'm glad you're here this week. Thanks, thanks for competing." He goes, "You know, you, you know, I'm from, you know, I'm from, I'm from New York. You know, I'm a big Jets fan." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, we knew that." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's like, "I'm so pumped up. I'm so pumped up. You guys are coaching." I was like, "Man, we're we're fired up to work with you." Um, what an awesome, awesome person! And uh, again, another guy that brings a uh, high level of competes, loves football. Loves loves to love the battle. Um, a guy that uh, he he had to do the dirty work in this offense a lot, and uh, he was he was beating his head up against the wall with some of these defensive ends, and he was he was working hard for his running back. And then when he had the opportunity to showcase showcase his talent in the passing game, he he showed that. I think you saw that in the playoff games the last couple of years. And um, excellent ball skills. A uh, guy that can separate from safeties. Uh, he can run. Uh, he's he has a chance to be a really good player. Well, in the few minutes I have left with you here, uh, Joe Douglas, look, uh, it's fun. It, 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 a hell of a draft, obviously, um, and it's, as you know, a quarterback-driven league. What can you tell me about your expectation level for a year one to year two jump for Zach Wilson, Joe Douglas? What do you think? Well, I think, first of all, it was really, really cool to see him do his, his – uh, nationwide tour jumping from nashville to florida to arizona working out with his teammates um building that building the chemistry building the camaraderie so i think i think he's he started taking that next step i think he started taking that next step when he came back from injury in year one um when we, we were pretty banged up as a group as an entire team and um you know we we didn't have Corey. i don't think we had Corey and elijah at one point in, in that stretch over the last five or six games and uh, he was executing the offense at a high level and taking care of the ball. And, um, I think I think things started to slow slow down for him a little bit um, towards the back half of the season. I think um, the way he's attacked, uh, working with his teammates, building the bond, the way that these guys are out, all out here right now um, during OTAs, working together, uh, it's really cool to see. So he's just those guys just got to keep stacking days, keep stacking days and weeks and months and. And uh, that you'll see that progression. And how is Makai Becton? How is he doing? Makai's down in Dallas. He's working out with Duke Mannyweather, um, rehabbing from that knee injury, and uh, you know, getting ready to have a little baby here soon. So can get congratulations to to him and his girlfriend. But uh, yeah, uh, he's doing well. He's doing well, and you know, we can't wait to get him back up here um, after after his uh, his child's born and. Um, you know, I, I know that he's fired up to to, to get back here and, and work with his teammates so, as well. So if he's with Duke, does that mean we'll see the videos of him uh, split box jumping soon? Is that what you're saying? 
Joe? Yeah, I mean, I think, there, I think there's been some videos that already, I'm not a big social media guy, but I think <laughs> there's been some good videos of, uh, of him working, working out. And so he's, uh, you know, we've been, we've been staying in constant contact with him and his, and his medical team and Duke and um, feel good about where he's at and, okay. uh, you know, can't wait to get him back up. Okay, Joe. Look, man, um, all I wanted to say is just uh, thank you, uh, not just for calling into the show, but for what you've done. And to ask you uh, in any part of your evaluation of sauce and your leaning towards sauce and wanting to get sauce, um, what was there in any point in time uh, an influence uh, from a, a certain host that you might be talking to right now who's been pounding the table for him for about seven, eight weeks? I don't know if that's part of the evaluation process there for you, but. You know, um, I may okay. have gotten a little bit of that information via. Uh, a, f- a mutual friend mm-hmm. that maybe shares a desk with you during <laughs> during draft weekend that there is some love. Um, so I, that, that message may have been okay. received leading up to the draft. Okay, very good. I, I will accept that. Um, and just again, on behalf of me and my brother and my nephew and everyone else that we know um, in Jets fandom, uh, oh my gosh, great job. Congratulations on that. And I can't wait to see it all play out in the fall and beyond. Joe, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Rich. Talk to you soon. You got it. Thanks, Joe. Right. You bet. That's Joe Douglas, the general manager of the New York Jets, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Just a lot of love. <laughs> a lot of love. A lot of love in the room. I wasn't listening. What happened? I'm <laughs> <laughs> supposed a guest? to say that we on we a show a like guest? this, Chris. Oh, sorry. That's my bad. I'm happy for you, man. It's a hell of a draft. It was amazing. Dude. I was very shocked. Second round running backs can become monsters yeah. as we saw last year. Also, just, just a trading back up to get Jermaine Johnson. Like, I have no idea why he fell. Nobody did either. Yeah, nobody really knows. And it wasn't even one of those from Daniel Jeremiah or anybody else during the commercial break saying, like, yes, hey, this is why, right. Like they lean over and just, I've, yeah. I've, yeah, I mean, this is what happened at the combine. Yeah, that's what happened, happened in an interview. Yeah, that's what happened here. Yeah, right, or right, right. there's a medical red flag. I mean, that's three top ten players. I mean, for, just round. as a, per, a, a particular, for instance, N'Kobe Dean, as he starts to drop in the first right. round, Daniel is like saying, you know, uh, it, it's a potential medical issue. Mm-hmm. Then commercial break, he's just like, yeah, you know, like a, there's a pack, there's this or there's that. Yeah. And then the second round, he's like, yeah, I think there's a medical issue still. Commercial break. And then towards the middle of the commercial breaks of the second round, Daniel's like, I, have no, I, I, I don't know why he's still out there. Yeah. I'd, I'd have thought he'd be gone by now. Jermaine Johnson, that was just literally at, as soon as the top 10 was over and the trades start going, we're thinking every single time it's for, for Jermaine Johnson. Or a quarterback. I don't know about that one. Well, the Lions. I think the Lions. I never, I never thought for a second. Really? No. Because once you're out of the top 10, man, I, I thought it was going to drop all the way down to 20. And then once that happened, I was like, maybe some of these trades coming back into the yeah. first round. But once we got out of the second round, it was like, what is up with the quarterbacks? Yep. That's the way that one worked. That's shocking. Well, that was fun. <laughs> I did feel like that Chris Farley thing. Remember, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. Remember when you went and drafted? Uh, and then Garrett Wilson. That was, Garrett Wilson. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we got to clip that Garrett Wilson line, which is what when uh, did you hear? He was like, did the Chris Farley? Oh yeah, yeah, he like, did. Is that remember yeah. Garrett Wilson at ten? We, that was awesome. <laughs> I thought you meant me telling Garrett Wilson oh, the you, day before you, I went to the draft you, that he could refer to. He said, "Thanks, Mister Eisen. So no, you please call me Rich or 
Your father. Your father. All I know is we heard Liz yell from the back when you said Ohio that. Like, oh. <laughs> and I know you could spell past F O H I O or is deeper in the alphabet than F, okay? It was just the first thing that popped into my mind. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> By the way, let me just put this last thing on it. <laughs> I have no problem drafting Ohio State players. None. Certainly wide receivers. Are you out of your mind? I'll take them. You got to kind of put that to bed once they well, get to your favorite well, pro Devin team, Smith, obviously. Another Jet draft bust. <laughs> That's the floor for Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Okay? Inside the red zone, when your quarterback's throwing it to you in a game in New England, you can win. Don't let the ball hit you in the stomach and drop. That's the floor. We remember everything. That's not the Royal We. I'm talking about Jets fandom in general. That's it. This fall, when Garrett Wilson is in New England and the Jets can come out with the win and you're in the red zone and the ball hits him in the stomach, if he catches it, he's already in front of the previous Ohio State receiver that's been drafted by the Jets. Plus, He's, he's, already, be, he's already above that. He's going to be like 35 inches in the air when the ball hits him in the stomach. So anyway. I have no problem. I have no problem with them drafting players from top-notch football programs yeah. like the Ohio State. Definitely so. not. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. We'll take your phone calls, and we'll hit Draymond Green when we come back. Guy should not have been ejected. That's next. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. So Draymond Green gets ejected in game one of Warriors and Grizzlies because of uh, a hard foul underneath the basket on, uh, who was that on? Was that on Jackson? Is that who he was dragging down? Because um, he hacks him and he drags and he, here's, here's what I think happened. He hard fouled him and then once the hard foul was over, Green grabs, he's a fistful of jersey. Yeah, Brandon Clark. Yeah. And it's Clark, okay. And he pulls Clark down. And, um, but before Clark hits the floor, he makes sure he doesn't hit the floor and pulls him up or yanks the jersey down and then yanks it up. So I think he got the flagrant two for the, the, the yank down and got no credit for the yank up. <laughs> right. Okay. The jersey being yanked up to make sure he doesn't hit the floor that hard. Yeah. And, I mean, you look at this stuff and you parse it now and you replay it and you're frame by framing. You're Zapruder filming this thing. I don't know who's sitting in the 
you know, home office talking yeah. to the uh, officials together where it all comes out. Yeah, let's eject a future Hall of Famer from a playoff game. Let's do it. Let's 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 send him off. And 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 by doing this, put him in danger of another flagrant suspending him for a game the rest of these playoffs all because and i agree with draymond green he's got a reputation because of the old kick in the nards that got him watching an oakland a's game with marshawn lynch remember that one yeah that's right (laughs) yeah he he was across the way Uh, across the parking lot across the uh it's it's actually just a tunnel it's not even a tunnel. you can truly walk across some concrete you walk out of one building and into the other so yeah it is a tunnel obviously between two so i don't blame him for being upset about it and i don't blame him for calling it what it is which is a reputational hit job because it is a hit job when you're if you're doing it in just the split moment you can't call it a hit job but if you're looking at it, right, you and you have five the moments to look to at review, it, yeah, and you're going to take the time to look at it yeah. and discuss it and have a conversation, you're going to eject a guy off of that. Come on, man. Now, conspiracy me thinks that okay, this happens. Let's get Draymond kicked out. Grizzlies probably take Game One, and now suddenly we got ourselves a longer series here. You know. First first um, round series didn't go that long. The, they didn't get any game sevens. All the game sixes that could have been extended, they all ended that day. Mm. Uh, the Bucks won in five games, the Celtics sweep. You know, the first round kind of went quicker than most people thought. So let's get these second round series going. We got Scott Foster and Ed Malloy in <laughs> Boston game one. We got a chance to eject Draymond and maybe give the Grizzlies you a one oh lead. Let's keep these things going. I don't going. understand. Why does the NBA attract the tinfoil hat conversation more than any other from from the Ewing because fr- the Ewing frozen envelope all the way to this moment in time? It's just We've seen it. Come We've on. seen too much. You know what? There's never gonna be a conversation where somebody's sitting down saying, Let us tank a couple of games and I know I know I know that Tim Donaghy has totally He has legitimized a lot of tinfoil hat conversations Ooh, with good reason man but let's just put it this way let's just i'll even give you this one okay even though as you know i don't believe <laughs> this in a million years i know you don't that's for me <laughs> they overlooked one thing two names jordan and pool my guy <laughs> they overlooked him and they're overlooking the warriors ability to overcome all this because even with all of that the warriors still won game one and the Warriors have won yet another road playoff game in a series that Steph Curry's played and correct he's never gone through a series in his career in which he hasn't even taken at least one on the road am I correct in that assumption I think I saw that stat during the NFL draft you'll have to pardon me through 262 picks in the NFL draft I saw that stat actually super hot take Jordan Freaking pool. I like man. the Warriors lineup kind of better without Draymond on the floor, kind of yeah. clogging things up. I he's mean, not clogging could, anything up. I he's, don't know, man. You saw how free and wild, and you know they were but gunning also, in the second then, half. Then, uh, then, then he's was then he had an off night then because or or the the Grizzlies were doing something in the first half. Well, pool is also that, just a budding superstar. He is he is spectacular. He yeah. almost had a triple double. Yeah. 
So not even wrongfully ejecting Draymond Green is throwing the Warriors off, and that might even make them that more dangerous and feeling that much more invincible. The problem is, though, is this is now hanging over Draymond's head. Shams tweeted out moments ago that the league is not going to change the designation. The flagrant two will not be reduced, which is like, come on. Come on. What We're back in the play of a bad ruling, which, you know, leagues do. Remember the league came out and said Tony Carini was right for throwing a 15-yard penalty on somebody staring at a bench? That's what leagues do. They back the play of their officials, and I get it. This is wrong. This is very wrong. But you know what? If Draymond gets ejected from a game, Jordan Poole will just handle it. How about that? Not Curry, not Clay. They've got another one. And we're not even talking about Wiggins either. My Warriors. <laughs> My Warriors. Oh, boy. <laughs> Steve Connolly Cardinals coming up next. My Warriors. Um, what do we got right here? Um, let's go to Terzo. All rise. First in, first up. All rise. Terzo and I. What's going on, Terzo? What's going hey, on? Hey, what's up, guys? Congratulations, Hello. Rich, on a great draft. I think you got the best you. player with that number three overall pick with Sauce. Oh, I thought you meant our coverage, but that's okay, Terzo. No worries. <laughs> Thank you. No, your coverage has been great as well. Thanks, bud. Hey, Rich, so I was out, I was out uh, with my beautiful girlfriend, Jess, a couple oh. weeks ago talking with a mutual friend of Nick Nurse. And I don't believe he is going to be going to L.A. So we might be breaking a little bit of news oh, here. But oh. from what I understood is that he and his wife love Toronto. Why not? And he's looking for another contract from Toronto because his wife wants to stay there in Toronto. Okay. And so I, I would have to think I would have to think it would take a king's ransom to get him to L.A. And they probably have to convince his wife to go. Okay. So uh, I would choose my wife over LeBron a hundred times out of a hundred too. Um, so I understand that. Look at you with the inside 100%. information. Look at you with the hey, inside. Hey, I figured I figured I'd try and share it with you guys whenever I heard it. Thank you very much. Your ears to the ground out there in Iowa. Thanks for the call, Terza. Love it. You're the man. You're welcome. There you go. Hey, there you go. Hey, buddy. Interesting. Giving a shout out to his girlfriend, and then uh, a shout out to matrimony. And um, that's what I take. That's what I. That's what I take from that conversation. It's all about love. Shout out to matrimony. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Not happy LeBron, happy life. Wow, well, I mean, you know, I think that's the first time a like a week of, we've said LeBron's name on the show. Because we're not missing him. That's why. <laughs> nope. Don't miss. We come on. Nope. This you, you don't think if this was nope. Nope. You don't think if this nope, nope. was Suns Lakers, we'd be more locked in here? Pro- yeah, absolutely. What? Have, absolutely. To watch another sweep? I mean, come on. Come on. No, we're we're no no. We're putting Le- we're not putting LeBron in limping his way through a six games, you know, You're a four games sweep. Into the Dallas Mavericks. We're Chris, putting we're Stop. putting we're putting Luca I'm not taking Luca out and putting LeBron in. Who would I take out? I don't know. Who else going to take out? I mean, I'm like, I, I mean, do the, watching Morant I mean, do it. Yeah, you ain't taking Pels, Ja out. No, we're not taking Ja out. Hell Dallas no. is the most 
for the Lakers? No. Hour two coming up.